You're listening to a message from Highway Church as we welcome Pastors Jonathan and Verna Del Turco from International Family Church. Enjoy. Good morning, everybody. What a joy and an honor to be here with you today, and how special, Pastor, your words are to us. Very, very special. Well, you must be very special for us to leave our church to be here on a Sunday morning, because we don't do that very often, and um, we just believe this is going to be the beginning of a, a great relationship with all of you, where have a relationship with your pastors, and I don't know if you know how blessed you are to have this whole Bosco family. Oh my goodness, every single one of them, every single one of them are oozing and dripping with the love of God and the peace of God. You are such a blessed people. If I lived this far south, I'd be coming to this church right here. Wonderful worship and praise, but more than that, you have pastors that love you and shepherds that are giving themselves for all of you, and so you are a special people. We're looking forward to what the Lord would have to say to us all today, so sit on the edge of your seats, and let's pull on all of heaven this morning, because God has a word for us, and we want everything he has, and I just want to encourage you. We sang that beautiful song, His Name, His Name is Victory, and as we were singing that, I was just thinking of the scripture, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us and quickens our mortal bodies, the Amplified Bible calls these bodies short-lived, perishable bodies. But the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead quickens our bodies. And today, as Pastor said, if you're believing for healing, you hold on to the promises of God. Let that same spirit that was powerful enough to take Jesus out of the grave, it's dwelling in you. He's quickening your mortal body today. And whatever ails you today, you can leave here whole and complete free because his name is victory amen god bless you i look forward to getting to greet you all and to, to become family together amen and sometime get in the car and come north and visit us well good morning everyone it's a joy for us to be here it really is we've been looking forward to this um very much so uh we really are here for selfish reasons we're here because we want a relationship with the Boscos. That's why we're here. We're here to be a blessing to you, obviously. We're here. We believe we have a message from heaven today. But we have been so looking forward to being with you, uh, to being with your pastors and their family. We were over their house last night and got treat had the royal treatment, as you can imagine, um, and had the best time. You know, I, I we have the privilege of pastoring pastors. We have the privilege of ministering to pastors actually around the world. And uh, so we know pastors. And uh, we know the good ones, and we know the ones that are still growing, put it that way. Um, you've got good ones, Amen. right? You have some amazing leaders here uh, at Highway Church, and we mean that with all of our hearts. We don't say that lightly. We really do mean that. That's not just pastor rhetoric because it's the first time I'm here. Uh, we sincerely, sincerely mean that. And we're grateful for this relationship. We really are. We, we're grateful. God just puts certain people together, certain hearts together uh, for a reason, for a purpose. We don't have to figure it all out, but we just know that it is for a reason and for a purpose. And we're glad you're here. And uh, we're honored to be here today. I believe we have a message from heaven for you that's going to challenge you, going to help you. It's good to see some of our IFC girls with us today. Uh, um, so if you're going to play hooky from church, 
It'd be good to follow him. Yeah, come to see here your pastor. If you're going to play hooky, this is the great time to do it. And uh, love you both. So glad you're here. And uh, let's pray. Let's believe God together. Did you come expecting something? Yes. You know, when you expect something, you get something, right? Exactly right. God blesses expecting people. Exactly. Tell your neighbor that. God blesses expecting people. Father, we're so grateful for this opportunity we have to minister your word today. We've worshipped you. We've opened up our hearts to you. We're just ready, 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 ready to hear something from heaven. We came expecting. We came believing. We came in need. We came, Father, uh, we've got answers. We've got questions that need answers. We have situations that need solutions. We, we are in a place, Father God, that we're just flat out trusting you. And we believe as we put our trust in you, we will never be disappointed. So we thank you, Father God, that because you're directing our steps, because you're ordering our steps, that the fact that we're here, the fact that we're here and the same day they're here with a word from heaven, that's just God, God's love and God's divine orchestration. He knows how to orchestrate our lives. He knows how to make it all right. He knows how, Father God, to do it for us because that's the kind of God we serve. And so, Father, we're grateful for this opportunity. We thank you for it. And we believe with all of our heart, Father God, that what you're about to do is going to be life-changing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We believe that God is looking for more dreamers in 2018. Amen. We believe it is time to blow off the dust of your dreams, or dream again, or just flat out dream bigger. God is looking for some people that will absolutely think beyond themselves and go after something that's much bigger than themselves. This morning I want to talk to you about taking the limits off your dreams. Taking the limits off your dreams. I believe this is going to be of great benefit to you today. Ephesians 3, 20 to 21 in the Message Bible says, God can do anything you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. How many have some wild dreams in here tonight? Oh, yeah, you got some wild dreams. I mean some dreams that you just can't afford, some dreams that are like beyond you, some dreams that are many steps ahead of where you are right now, some dreams that you're, you're realizing if God doesn't pull this off, it's just not going to happen. Wild dreams. We've got some wild dreams. Amen. We've been doing some dreaming over the years. I've been pastoring International Family Church for 37 years. Isn't that crazy? 37 years. I started when I was 12. <laughs> Plus, I'm a liar, right? Um, here's our big takeaway today. I like to give a big takeaway every time I minister. You know, there's so many things that I could say today, but I, there's one thing I want you to go home with. Here's the one big thought that we're going to unpack today, the one big thought that hopefully you'll still have in you even after lunch, right? Here's the one big takeaway today. As a dreamer, your only form of measurement should be God's infinite ability and capacity, not your limited understanding and resources. Let me say it again. Some of you are taking notes. As a dreamer, your only form of measurement should be God's infinite ability and capacity, not your limited understanding and resources. Isn't that good? Whenever you, wherever you find yourself today on your dream journey, all of us are on a journey, wherever you find yourself on this dream journey, it's very important that you take the limits off, that you are not... Um, limiting God because God is infinite, right? And so are the possibilities 
of God's dream in your life. But the trouble is, we tend to measure ourselves and our circumstances based on our present environment and not on what God said. So we tend to limit God. Right off the bat, we tend to have all kind of excuses and we tend to, to have all kind of reasons and, and thoughts of why things can't happen. We think we know what's best. After all, I understand reality. I'm trying, just trying to be realistic. And, and your mindset should be, believe that you can because you believe that He can. Amen. That's right. That's right. See, it's not about what I can do. It's a matter of what He can do. And that's the, that's the shift that we have to make in our thinking when we are dreaming God's dream. Now, I'm making a big assumption today that you are dreaming God's dream, that you do have a dream in your heart. I believe that you come to a church like this, you can't help but have a dream in your heart about something that God wants to do. So I'm not going to spend time trying to convince you to have a dream. I'm believing that you already have a dream. Uh, maybe it's a little too small. Maybe you put it on the shelf. Maybe it's, it's something that you wonder if it will ever come to pass. But be careful that you don't end up standing against God because you can't figure out how the dream is going to come to pass. God himself doesn't want you measuring yourself or your circumstances in relationship to your dream. Now, God had something to say in the Bible about how we measure. And he says um, in Zechariah 2, 1, in th 1 through 3, it says this, Then I looked up, and there before me was a man with a measuring line in his hand. I asked, Where are you going? He answered me to measure Jerusalem to find how wide and how long it is. While the angel who was speaking to me was leaving, another angel came to meet him. Now get this picture, please. And I'll, I'll, I'll leave the rest up to you to read. There was a young man who took a measuring line to Jerusalem. His reason for doing so was he wanted to measure what was going on in Jerusalem. God was so disturbed by what he was about to do, he immediately dispatched an angel and commanded him to stop what he was doing. Interesting. Stop what he was doing. And he gave him instructions, and the angel said to him, Put your measuring line away, son, because anything that God is involved in is unmeasurable. Amen. Amen. So God didn't want him to put limits on what he can do. He didn't want him to put limits on what was going on in Jerusalem. Because he knew that as soon as you would, he would measure what was going on in Jerusalem, he was setting boundaries. Right. He was setting limitations. He was setting something um, in his own mind of what God would be doing or could be doing or wouldn't be doing. So in setting these boundaries, they would put God in a box and their measurements would make a statement about what they felt God was capable of doing. That's interesting. Because in the context of a dream journey... In the context of our dream, we do this all the time. We measure all the time. We try to measure God's dream based on my experience or based on my education or based upon my checkbook or based upon what I can see or based upon my circumstances or based upon what I know about somebody's life or what I know about their past or what I know about aspects about their life. And we tend to measure people and we tend to do this. And what happens is uh, we put limits on everything. So in theory, we may believe that God can accomplish the impossible, but in practice, we draw boundaries. So for instance, God says, I'm going to use you. 
And in response, we say, well, wait, 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 I don't know, uh, you know, I'm not that educated. Or, or, you know, I come from the wrong side of the tracks. Or, you don't understand how many skeletons are in my closet. Or you just don't know all the things that are going on in my life. And so we measure, we measure what God says, I want to use you, against all these things in our lives. And what happens? We limit ourselves, don't we? We measure everything wrong. We measure in that way, and we, our response should be not so much what we lack or what we don't have. Our response, we need to learn how to respond like Mary responded, yeah. right? The angel told her she was going to become pregnant, right? Even though she was a virgin and, and she would bear a son, she was startled, no doubt. Yes, she questioned, and she began the whole measuring thing, didn't she? She questioned, how could this be? Right? So she took out her measuring stick and she took out her measuring tape and she began to measure, but we began to realize that while she struggled, she said what? How can this be? She put out that measuring stick like anybody else would in her situation, but she said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel left her. She was tempted to measure like we all are. But she said, well, there's no ands, uh, ifs, or buts about it. And she said, I will do what you say. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But based on your word, I'm going to believe you. Yes. See, that's how we should measure the dream in our heart. That's how we should measure what God has said. So we, unfortunately, though, do the same thing over and over and over again. The Lord says to you, you know, I, I want to use your son or I want to use your daughter. And immediately you begin what? You begin to say, well, you know, they're, they're kind of far from God right now. Well, they really don't have any love for you right now. They're going through a rebellious season right now. You know, they're, they're not trusting you. They're not in church. Um, and we begin to, God speaks to us about our family, and we begin to measure by the obvious. Right. Don't look at me so spiritual this morning, right? <laughs> we all do it. We all do it. God says something to us through our pastors. God says something through His Word. God says something to us in our times of prayer. God says something to us. And immediately we get out this measuring line. Immediately we're putting up the borders and the boundaries. Immediately we're limiting the mighty God of Israel of what He says we can do. So we measure our daughter or our son or our husband or our wife or our children. And we find them def in a deficit. And as a result, we throw out the Word of the Lord even when we are not even realizing that God, we are limited, God Almighty. The Pharisees loved to measure. They loved judgment. They loved to, to measure people based on circumstances and based on their lives or based on they didn't measure up. And, and, and they're, they, they loved judging people based on what they saw and what was going on temporarily in their lives. See, they didn't understand that, that God doesn't measure us based on our history. He measures us based on our destiny. See, don't let, don't let any person, place, or thing, or including yourself, measure yourself according to your history when you need to learn how to measure yourself according to your destiny. Wow. According to God's will and God's plan that's so much bigger than what you're experiencing right now. And so the, the Pharisees, 
This, they would take out that religious tape of theirs, and the church does it so well. We'd take out that religious tape of ours, and we begin to measure people saying, hmm, well, you look like you have it all together, but I understand you're a, you are a drug addict, or I understand that, that you weren't faithful with, to your wife, or I understand that once upon a time you were divorced, and I understand once upon a time you had all you know, these issues in your life that you're not very proud of, and, and we, we begin to measure people right out of the ability for God to use them, and we limit them, don't we? We really do. We limit them. And unfortunately, the church um, has done a, a terrible job at that, um, and limiting people based on their present circumstances and not seeing beyond the present circumstances and seeing the fact that God is at mighty working in you, perfecting that which concerns you, knowing that we're all under construction. No perfect people allowed, right? Isn't that right? That should be above all of our churches. No perfect people allowed. Right? And it and, and, and starts with all of us. And, and the, the, the day you arrived at this church is the day the church became imperfect. As soon as Pastor Jonathan became the pastor of International Family Church, the church became imperfect. There are no perfect people allowed. We have to stop measuring people based on, their, based on perfection versus based on progress. Are you making progress? Well, you're in the right room. Are you perfect? You're, in the, you're not in the right room because none of us are, right? So we do this all the time. Wow. Uh, even oftentimes, we do it in the name of humility. That was, that was, that was um, uh, Gideon's issue. Judges 6, 12, and 15. The angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And Gideon, what did Gideon do? He immediately took out what? His measuring stick, didn't he? Yeah. Immediately took out the measuring tape. And he said, pardon me, Lord, Gideon replied, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the weakest in my family, right? <laughs> Immediately, he began the measuring rod. Immediately, God said something that blew his mind. I'm a, who, you, who are you, you looking at me, right? I'm a mighty warrior? There's no way. And so, even in humility, kind of acting humility, he was, he was denouncing and, and not taking advantage of the fact of what God spoke over his life. And we do it all the time. We do it in the, in the quote, in humility, but really what it is is we are limiting God. And he was limiting God. And how relevant is it how Gideon felt anyways? You have an angel show up where you're hiding, right? And, and really at that point, who cares what kind of family you have? There's an angel in your midst. Right? Telling you you're a mighty man of valor. Right? So why in the world does it matter what kind of family you're from? What kind of place you have in your family? Right? No matter where you are hiding from the enemy, trying to get some bread together, some meal together, to, to have something to eat. What matter is it anyways? And we do it all the time. See, as a dreamer, your only form of measurement should be God's infinite ability and capacity, not your limited understanding and resources. God's call supersedes everything else in your life. He is unmeasurable, and so is everything that He does. Amen. Some of you look at your bills. You might look at your bills just yesterday, or you, you saw them all pile them up this morning, and you begin to measure all the bills versus what you make a week or every two weeks, or in a month, right? And so you got the measuring stick out again. Well, I don't know how we're going to do this. All these bills, 
right? I, I don't know. I've only made this amount every year. I've only made this as the, the, the most amount I made any one year at any given time. And so we do the same exact thing with our bills, with our marriage, with the condition of our bodies, right? We do it over and over again. And God's trying to get something to us. He's trying to bless us. He's trying to say, you know, I really want to break you out. I really want to take you beyond where you've ever been before. This is your year. This is your time. Amen. And you've got to believe that. Now, why would God send me all this distance? It's not that great of a distance, but all that distance, right? And, and, and tell you this if there weren't some of us in our midst today limiting God. Limiting God. Limiting our dream. Limiting our what we see, limiting what, we, what it is that we're believing God for. See, the only concept of measurement needs to be one, that God has infinite ability and capacity. I'm going to say it over and over again, because that's your measuring rod. God is your measuring rod, not what's between your ears, not what's in your checkbook, not the condition of your family, not the temporary condition of your marriage or the temporary condition of your health, or the temporary condition of your business, or whatever it might be, you need to understand that today, that tape measure mentality limits God. It really does. God wants to be maximum in your life, and you're making Him minimum in your life. Because you constantly are measuring him based on your circumstance. Stop measuring your earning capacity from what you make every hour, from what you make a year, and start realizing that when you're a tither and an offering giver, it blows the doors off what you make an hour. Right? It really does. Some of you can't live on what you make an hour. It's hard. It's, man, you get extra work and extra jobs and all these things. And so we're measuring ourselves based upon what we make an hour instead of what we sow, instead of the seed that we give, right? Instead of what we plant into the kingdom of God. He's a God of increase. He's a God of abundance. He's a God. He's an over-the-top, too-big God. He's not... El Chipo, he's El Shaddai, right? He is amazing. He is awesome. And he wants to be that for you. He wants to be that for you. Don't measure yourself out of your miracle. Amen. Don't let yourself get influenced by the people around you and the things that they say. And, 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 you know, God might be strong enough to do anything, but I don't know if he's doing that today. I don't know if he heals today. I don't know if he delivers today. I don't know if he does what you're wanting him to do today. And others will convince you out of your miracle. That's gone now. This is your cross to bear. You're supposed to suffer. And we forget all about the suffering that Jesus did for us. Right? And, and we, 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 we limit ourselves over and over and over again. Well, he used to heal, and he, he used to call, and, and so forth. And the children of Israel did it in the wilderness. They said in Psalm 78, 8, 19, God can't give us food in the wilderness. Well, they were generally worrying about their lives. What's the next place? How we're going to do this? And while they couldn't see it, and while they couldn't understand it, they, they got that measuring tape out again, and they, they, they measured God right out of the fact that God can't do this for us, and we know that God can, right? And we see, right up to the time of Jesus, let's look at the people that lived in Nazareth, Jesus' own hometown. Again, what did they do? They measured themselves right out of their miracle, didn't they? 
Most of us know the story when Jesus in Nazareth and that, that tape measure mentality, Matthew 13, 54, he returned to Nazareth, his hometown. When he taught there in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, where does he get this wisdom and power to do miracles? Then they scoffed. He's just the carpenter's son, right? There we go again. We know Mary, his mother. We know his brothers. We know James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and all his sisters. They live right around here. They, they live around us. Where did he learn all these things? And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, A prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own family. And so he did only a few miracles, a few headaches, there because of their unbelief. The town people measured themselves right out of their miracle. And we know him. We grow up with him, right? We know him. He, what, he, isn't he that carpenter? And isn't that his mother Mary? Didn't she have him out of wedlock? And, and, and I don't know. She's known as illegitimate, but now he's drinking and eating with sinners and drunks. If I was him, I would just, I would just be a carpenter. I don't think he's anything like the Son of God. Right? You get the point. Again, we measure ourselves. Jesus is right there. They need miracles. That's why he's there. It's not that they don't need him. They needed him, but they measured themselves and measured Jesus right out of the ability to bless their lives, to touch them and to help them and to make them whole. Amen. So the townspeople measured themselves right out of the miracles, the miracles that they needed. And what did Jesus do? He just simply moved on, didn't he? He moved on. And he moved on and found some people that wouldn't measure him out of the miracle. And many times we read, and he healed them all. Why? Because they put their trust in him. Why? Because they, they, they believed in him. And they wouldn't take out the, the measurement mentality of measuring ourselves right out of God's highest and best. God is the one who decides how successful you will be. Right? Because no matter who plants, who sows, who toils the soil, it is God who gives the increase. Amen. You trust Him. You believe Him. You open up your heart to Him. You put the tape measure away. Sell the thing on eBay. Right? Do yourself a favor today and get rid of the tape measure. Amen. It's good for other things. Right? You've got carpentry work, but it's terrible when it comes to your dreams. It's terrible when it comes to you trusting God. It's terrible when it comes to pastors and leaders believing God for God to move in their town, in their cities, and so forth. Let your dream live. Stop choking your dream. Amen. Somebody needs to hear that today. Let your dream live. Stop choking your dream by your limited mentality, by your limited attitude. Amen. Because from this day forward, we're, we, we, we will stop measuring ourselves and others, listen, and let God be the one to meet your destiny. As a dreamer, your only form of measurement should be God's infinite ability and capacity, not your limited understanding and resources. Every day, measure God's ability in you. Every day measure God's ability in you. Every day when you read the Word of God, you're allowing God's Word to be bigger than your circumstances. You're allowing God's Word to be bigger than what, he's, what, what, what you think. 
Every day you're measuring yourself based on what God says, what His plan is, what His Word says, what you know in your heart to be true, what He spoke to you in that midnight hour that you've been holding on to. Never let it go. Every day remind yourself, Luke 1, 37, for with God nothing is ever impossible. Nothing is ever impossible. Nothing is ever impossible. How many believe that today? So we were, we were in a, a building that we were in for 10 years. It was a great building. We bought the building for a million nine. We were in that building for 10 years. And the Lord spoke to us in the beginning when we bought the building that the building was not in the asking price. The building, the, the, the miracle was in the selling price. So we didn't mess around with the asking price. We gave them exactly what they wanted. They wanted a million nine. We got it. It's a 25,000 square foot factory. It was an old building. Um, and we bought it for a million nine. Ten years later, we know it's time for us to leave. The property is too small. The building's too small. It was a great blessing for ten years. But we didn't know where to go. We didn't know how to do this. We didn't have the money that it was going to take for the size that we were and where we had to go. We didn't know how to do this. It was just absolutely everything, all the money. It was overwhelming. And in prayer, the Lord spoke to me, you do the possible, I'll do the impossible. Amen. It rose up in my heart. I got encouraged. Yeah. I can do the possible. Yeah. I knew the possible was so seed. I could do that. I knew the possible was I could take the money that we have and I could, and the Lord spoke to us clearly to, to sow it and we sowed it to the LA Dream Center, uh, to the Barnetts and, and we just knew it was the right thing to do because it was not enough to meet the need so we turned it into a seed. So we turned it into a seed, and, and we were all in agreement that we would take this seed and we would sow it into something that was way beyond us, something bigger than us, soil that was more fertile than what, what we had, what we knew around us, and God began to open doors. The building itself and the property was worth around $6 million, which is an amazing return in just 10 years, right? We'd all be satisfied with that. But the Lord put it in my heart to sell it for $14 million. So Winchester Hospital, it's a very wealthy town in, in, uh, north of Boston, wanted to buy our property. They wanted for expansion of a cancer center. Um, but I knew what I had in my heart, $14 million. They asked me, Pastor, now what, what, what report do you have that shows that that's worth $14 million? I said, I don't have a report. <laughs> Now, I wanted to say I had to report to the Lord, but they wouldn't get that, okay? So I said, you want to buy this building, it's going to cost you $14 million. Um, make a long story short, we sold it for $13 million. Hallelujah. Stayed there a year rent-free, which was the other million dollars. Found a building that was three exit north of us that was 106,000 square feet. Uh, Converse World Headquarters. Um, Nike bought them. The building went into foreclosure. We bought it for $7.1 million cash. Amen. Amen. See, Amen. my point is that if we would have measured that building versus on what we had, which was only $100,000 we had in our building fund at the time, we would have measured ourselves right out of that miracle, wouldn't we? That's right. Amen. Absolutely. And people do it all the time. That's a word for somebody today. You can do the possible. And let God do the impossible. 
Whether it's business, whether it's marriage, whether it's family, whether it's children, whether it's health, no matter what it is, if you'll just get to that point where we had to get to that point where we just were not satisfied. How many here are not satisfied? Now the Bible tells you to be content in whatever state you find yourself in. But it never tells us to be satisfied. Right? My wife and I learned the importance of not being satisfied. The importance of knowing something was in us that was bigger than what we presently saw on the outside. Right? So, when we first got married, three specialists told my wife that she'd never have a baby. That it was physically impossible for Verna to conceive. So, in our simplicity, here we were in our mid-twenties, in our simplicity. We didn't know about healing like we know today, like you've been taught today. In our simplicity, I laid hands on my wife's womb and I said, Father, you said that we were to be fruitful and multiply. I command my wife's womb to be fruitful and multiply. Did I have a whole lot of faith going along with that? I don't think I did. Except I just knew all that I knew how to do. Right? So we quit measuring ourselves based upon what specialists said. God bless them. Right? We're grateful for them. The four specialists she went to, she was pregnant and we didn't know it. Praise God. Right? Two children later, five grandchildren later. Where did it start from? We were not satisfied. We were not satisfied with that report. We were not satisfied with that report that we would go through life and adopt and that'd be wonderful, yes, but we wanted our own children, right? So here we were in a place, our first five years of marriage was a disaster. If divorce was in our family, we would have been a casualty to that. But divorce was not in our family. Thank God for that. We were bad for each other. Here we were, brand new, married, in ministry, couldn't stand each other, but we weren't satisfied. Right, that's a terrible combination, right? Yeah, how's that work? Well, the good news is, the first five years weren't so good, but the last 40, 40 whatever, 30-some, 30 37 have been wonderful, amen? amen. Right, why? Because she's, she's starting to listen to me now. Isn't that how it works? Right, right, I know better. But the point was, we weren't satisfied with where we were. We weren't satisfied with being on the, on the verge of divorce. We weren't satisfied with not having what God said belonged to us. Something about your dream and not being satisfied. I want to encourage you today, don't be satisfied. Be content, businessman. Be content, husband, wife. Be content, young adult. Be content, whatever state you find yourself. Be content, pastors. But do not be satisfied. Do not be satisfied and don't sell yourself short. Amen. Our heart's cry caused us to believe God for a miracle. Caused us to reach out to something that was beyond us. Caused us to say, you know what? I want more and I believe God will give you more when you're dissatisfied with your little. I'm content with my little, but I know God has more in store for us. That's God's principle. That's God's plan. Don't put limits on the dream in your heart. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. God is never just interested in the dream. He's much more interested in you, the dreamer. The dream is the hook he puts in your mouth to trust him. The dream is a vehicle. The dream is just a, uh, it's a strategy. The dream is to get your attention. The dream is to say, wow, I could live in that, I could drive that, I could build that, 
I could bless my world like that. I can have that kind of marriage. I could be that blessed. I could walk in that kind of influence. It gets your attention only so that God can then work on you. God's been working on me, the dreamer, for a lot of years, right? It's not about the dream. It's really about the dreamer. The dream will come to pass, but the dreamer needs to be able to handle the dream, have the character for the dream, have the depth for the dream, have, have maturity for the dream, learn responsibility to be able to handle the dream. Success will get you somewhere, but character will keep you there. Right? We see that in our leaders today, success brought them at a big place, but we wonder about their character, don't we? We wonder about the character. Will the character keep them there? And so that's why God is more concerned about you, the dreamer. Amen. Let him work on you, manifesting his character, growing you and maturing you in Christ. It's a package deal with God. That's how it works. That's God's process. And God's dream changes you first before your dream can impact other people. Amen. Do you have a dream to get out of debt? Do you have a dream to have a strong marriage? Do you have a dream to grow in Christ and be all that God wants you to be? Do you have a dream to just grow that business and be that entrepreneur? You, you have that dream to have godly friends and people that will celebrate with you? Amen. Well, don't let go of those dreams. Those dreams and more, I'm telling you to say, I'm here to encourage you. Take the limits off your dreams. Take the limits off God's plan for your life. Amen. As a dreamer, your only form of measurement should be God's infinite ability and capacity, not your limited understanding and resources. That's God's will for you. That's God's plan for you. Why don't you close your eyes just for a moment, please? I believe the Spirit of God wants to minister to some people here this morning. And I believe it's so important that whatever is going on inside of your heart right now, Whatever is going on inside of your mind right now that is so limiting God in your life, so limiting that next step for your breakthrough, so limiting that next opportunity for God to give you the strategy and the wisdom that you need in your life. I believe with all my heart that while you're sitting here today, you can make a decision in your heart right now to take the limits off your dream. To say, God, forgive me for thinking so small. Forgive me for allowing my circumstances to allowing what's temporary to almost seem permanent. Forgive me for allowing my thoughts, my attitudes, my past, people's opinion of me, my insecurities, my fears to stop me from being the best that I can be. I believe God wants to change you from the inside out. God wants to help you. God wants to increase you. God wants to expand you. God wants to increase your capacity. Because unless your capacity increases, God can't give you more. God wants to enlarge your heart today. Enlarge who you are today. Make you bigger on the inside of you today. Because that's the God that we serve. Now, Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every heart in this room. I thank you for those, Lord God, that are putting their trust in you. Lord, you have read our mail. You have spoke clearly to us. You have 
opened up our eyes. You have caused us, Lord God, to, to, to recognize the things that we do to limit the many miracles that you desire to do in our lives. And Father, we thank you that right now in Jesus' name, we take off the limitations off of our minds and our lives in Jesus' name. And we determine right now to trust you on a whole nother level. To trust you that you can do it. You can make that thing happen. You can bring it to pass. You can do it on our behalf because that's the kind of God we serve. We purpose in our heart to get rid of the tape measure mentality. No more will we measure ourselves against ourselves, against our circumstances, and against what we think we just don't have. And we refuse to go down that road again. You're here and you'll say, Pastor, I have been limiting my dream. I, I've, I've got that tape measure mentality. I'm, I'm in that place where I've, I've limited my dream. I've limited what God can do in my life. And I'm, I'm determining today, out of my dissatisfaction, to stand up and say, I will no longer limit the Holy One of Israel. If that's you this morning, will you stand to your feet with me? You feel like, I've limited you, Lord. I really have. I've limited you. I want to pray over you today. I want to bless you today. Because we all have done it. I have over and over again. I can't tell you how many times that we've limited God. We've delayed God's highest and best. We've, we've allowed our fears and insecurities and our hurts, our disappointments, to stop us from being what we know we can be in Christ. Oh, we bless you, Father. Will you begin to worship Him for a little bit? Just maybe somebody ought to keep eating. Thank you, sweetheart. God bless you. I believe in Jesus' name that the Spirit of God is here. I really believe that. Oh, I really believe that with all my heart. I really believe that there's a key that's missing. That's all. It's a small thing. In many of our lives, it's not a big thing. It's not a big thing. In most of our lives, it's small adjustments that'll bring radical change. The Lord spoke to my wife years ago, and she said, the Lord spoke to her and said, it's not the big adjustments that make all the difference. It's the small adjustments. We can all do small adjustments. We can all do the possible. Sometimes we have this it's so big in our minds that we, we're, we, we find ourselves incapable of making decisions because it's just so big the next step, it seems. It's just so much money. It's just too big. I don't have the right partners. I don't, I don't have the right education. I don't have the right friends. I, I don't have it all together. And so oftentimes we think it's just this big stuff that we have to do. When in fact it's small adjustments. Oftentimes the small adjustment is the size of your tongue. Just changing your words. Just changing your expectation. It's not a big thing. It's small things. What small adjustment can you make today? What part in your life can you say, Lord, I'm I'm so dissatisfied. I, I'm willing to make this adjustment in my life on the amount of time I pray or the amount of time I read my Bible or the amount of commitment to church or using my gifts and serving the body of Christ or helping my pastor and coming alongside and 
coming and making a difference using my gift and offering my worship of my tithe and offering or, or, or what I'm good at. There's something we all have that we would think is just so small, but in, in God's eyes, it's huge. And it's offering that small adjustment in your mind today. By simply saying, I'm done measuring against my ability. I'm going to start measuring against God's ability. That alone is transforming in your life today. God has big plans for Highway Church. He's got big plans for you. Know that in your heart of hearts. You wouldn't be here and you wouldn't be here as long as some of you have. Trusting God, believing God over these last four years for God's highest and best. Something's about to break here as you approach this fifth year. Something's about to break. Something's about to change corporately. I believe that. I believe that. I, I want to be a voice to that today. I want to be a voice to that corporately, a voice to that in your life, a voice to that on your team, a voice to that in, your, in, in this community, a voice to that to encourage you to keep trusting Him. Take off the brakes. Put your faith in Him. Believe that all things are possible. Identify the possible things you can do and then let God do the impossible. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, raise those hands towards heaven and begin to worship Him for a moment. Raise those hands towards heaven. Thank Him in our midst today. We bless you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Oh, we bless your holy name today. We open up our hearts to you right now, Most High God. Oh, I love you. I need you, Jesus. I bless you, Jesus. I honor you, Jesus. Oh, we bless your holy name today. We thank you. We honor you. We open our hearts to you clearly, wide open to you. Nothing missing, nothing broken today. We're trusting in you, Father God. We're, leave, we're believing and we're thanking you that you are an awesome, mighty God in our midst today. We do give you praise, Father. We give you glory and honor today, Father. You're an incredible God. You're a magnificent God. You're a holy God. You're an awesome God. You're a mighty God. You're working in our midst today for your honor and for your glory, Father, in Jesus' name. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare over Highway Church that we're not satisfied. There is a Holy Ghost dissatisfaction rising up in our hearts right now in Jesus' name. A Holy Ghost dissatisfaction that refuses to settle for status quo, settle for what is at the expense of what could be. We refuse to be satisfied as a church. Pastor Joseph and Jennifer refuse to be satisfied. The Bosco family team highway church we refuse to be satisfied in the name of Jesus every man and woman every marriage every young adult we make up our minds right now I am not satisfied there's so much more in store there's so much more for me there's so much more of my dream to come to pass so much more my dream to be married my dream to be out of debt my dream to have children my dream to have a strong marriage my dream to be blessed my dream to be a successful businessman businesswoman my dream to to make an impact and to be a blessing my dream father god to see my family saved my dream to give their lives to Christ 
my dream to go to school, to get that education, to get that next degree, to get my master's, to improve, to be the next step. My dream, I will not limit you, Father. I will not be, I will not allow the measuring tape to measure me out of my miracle ever again in Jesus' name. And we determine a Holy Ghost of satisfaction over Highway Church, a Holy Ghost of satisfaction in our souls right now as husbands and wives, as children, in the name of Jesus. We take the limits off our dream. We take the limits off what we're believing you for. We take the limits off what your word has already told us belongs to us. And Father, we thank you for enlarging our capacity. Enlarge our hearts as we make these small adjustments. Bring radical change. Bring a greater capacity for influence, a greater capacity for blessing, a greater capacity for more strategy and wisdom and insight on the key to unlock the door of what we're believing you for. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, we thank you for it, Father. We bless you for it in the name of Jesus. We speak victory and blessing and a brand new day over this next year of Highway Church in Jesus' name. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Come on, give him praise today. Come on, give him praise today. Give him praise today. Hallelujah. Come on, thank him and bless him today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's sing something. Let's worship God today. Thank you, Father. At Highway Church, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and experience the abundant life He came to give you. If you'd like to learn more about God's amazing love for you, please visit us at highwaychurch.us. You can email us at info at highwaychurch.us or message us via our Facebook page. Put your trust in Jesus today and taste and see how good he is.